0: everybody welcome to the unpublished podcast my name is james and my name is amy and i am now the introducer because Incredible. amy set up the podcast today can you believe that
1: i'm i'm very proud of myself
0: my sound level is way higher than yours for some reason suddenly you just keep talking i'm gonna fix it
1: okay great today guys we are talking about how creatives are on what? the your sound levels back up
0: you must have got clo- did you go closer to the mic
1: no i'm i'm I mean, you can look at the video and see the proof. I didn't do anything.
0: All right, all right. I trust you. Um,
1: Today, we are talking about how creatives are at the bleeding edge of this changing work culture. And this is something I've been thinking about a lot. I've been doing a few really cool podcasts recently with other creatives who are talking about this. And it's got me thinking a lot about how creatives are such an important part of um, this new future that we're walking into, where work life is very different um, and I want to talk about how we are such an, a crucial and important part of making sure that the life that we uh, are living and the life that we're creating for those that come after us um, is sustainable and is fruitful and abundant and creative.
0: Yeah, I remember when um, the pandemic first hit mm. and people started to wrestle with working from home and we did an episode. We were like, oh, we've been working from home for ages. Like, why don't we do an episode about how we manage that? Yeah. And still we didn't really i still felt like a temporary thing back then right i was like oh this will just be you know a handy trick for the you know two weeks we're going to be in lockdown or whatever lol Mm. and we were like oh we'll just do it as almost a public service announcement um but now it's really is shaping up to be a long-term thing yeah it's like this is this is the future like there's a there's a new work culture developing and i think it also comes from the fact that young people like gen z and millennials don't want the bullshit that older generations were happy happy to to accept? I think that, you know, the reward was much greater for uh, older generations. You know, if, if you had a white collar office job, um, you sat in the machine for 40 years, you know, there was there was a social contract there, right? It was like, we are going to agree that if you do that, we as a society are going to agree that if you do that, you'll have opportunity to buy property. You'll have opportunity to, you know, save for retirement. Um, you'll have opportunity to expand all the investments you make. Um, your salary will rise. You can do Above nice inflation, things. you can do nice things. Like, you can have a middle-class lifestyle, whereas I don't think that contract is sort of broken down. It has um, broken down. And as a result, millennials and Gen Z are going, well, why would we... If the social contract has changed, why would we continue to obey the old rules? Mm. Um, let's look at... Options. Options. And it's like... And then suddenly you give millennials and Gen Z the chance to work from home for two years, and they go... A lot of them go, well, this is way better. Why mm. wouldn't we do this? Mm.
1: Yeah, and I think just the fact that like the... The pandemic allowed us to see work differently and it might not just be necessarily where we work from. Like I know obviously a lot of us are thinking about how it's not necessary to go into office, but I think it just kind of indicated and reminded us that this work culture that we've been living in for the last like 100 years is actually not the only way to do it and that there are cracks in the system and that it doesn't really serve a lot of us and that, that there's a room to to look at how we can reinvent this in a way that serves us.
0: That's such a good point, Ames, because yeah, it's really the arbitrariness. Like you see the arbitrariness of the post-Second World War work culture. Like, this is just, you know, someone decided one day, essentially, that it was going to be the hour nine to the hour five. And Mm. obviously, you know, for many of us, that creeps into being 8.30 to 7 Mm. or like, you know, we're always on. You know, some people just decided this is how work had to be. Yeah, With no... Evidence that it's more efficient. No evidence that produces better quality work. No evidence that it's more fulfilling. No evidence that it's more interesting. No evidence that it's even better for corporations. Like corporations, this is the thing: is you, you assume that the free market is efficiently assigning how work should work. But it's not. It's just that it's a lack of imagination. You know, it's, it's actually super risk averse. And all these big corporations have no incentive to try anything new or had no incentive to try anything new until now. Yeah. And it's like what we're proving to them is that their established way of working was it's just bullshit. Like yeah. it's, they just hadn't tried anything new. Yeah. They just sat in their little comfort zone, unwilling to go outside of their lane. Mm -hmm. Um, and now it's like well no one wants to do that anymore
1: yeah I think the fact that you said this lack of imagination is really poignant because I think that's why creatives are at the at the front of the pack when it comes to changing this work culture because it, it requires imagination it requires creativity in order to create new work culture right and so the people that are quitting their jobs are the creatives because we are the ones that have the calling of art you know and it's been yelling at us for years, but we're finally responding to this calling of "I want to create art," and I can see there are ways to uh, financially benefit, you know, by doing something that I love. Um, and so we are at the front of the pack, leading the way. And so I just wanted to, to kind of have a podcast where we just talked about how, first of all, how incredible that is—that mm. we, the artists, are at the front of this incredible revolution—and second, to understand the responsibility that we have here to reimagine it in the best way possible, to reimagine it in the best way for ourselves, to understand that we. We can design a new age of work that looks really different and that that serves us as humans in such a in a way better way than we've been doing it before. Something
0: that's, I think interesting is the obsession which we've had for years, for decades, of the artist's routine. And I think that hits, that really hits at the core of this topic because it's like we've known for ages that artists, as the creative people, all have really. Different routines. Like no artist has ever, you know, seems to work in quite the same way. They all keep different hours. You know, some of them create in the morning, some of them create in the mm. evening, some of them don't create at all for a week, so, and then they have a binge. Some of them, you know, are really consistent. Like yeah. it's just it's such a it's always been. And as you say, artists artists have always been on the forefront because once you're making art professionally, it's like, well, as long as you're getting your art done, yeah, as it long doesn't you're matter doing your work. It's like, who cares? Which is you know should be the way all work.
1: Functions. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know why. Why would someone care if you were sitting at a desk, you know, staring at a screen for certain hours? Yeah. You should, should just be caring if you get your work done. Yeah. And I think that's what, like, artists have just been – because we've had – you know, artists historically have had no one over their shoulder telling them how to work. It's mm-hmm. like, well, every artist in history has had to basically devise their own way of getting things done. Um, they've had to use their own mind to invent, essentially – something that's totally out of the ordinary. Yeah. Something with no, st- you know, they're not given any structure. They're not yeah, given a boss. Yeah, there's no blueprint. There might be an editor or a gallery waiting for them. But, you know, even then there's, there's very little oversight on, on how, you know very little prescription. Yeah. On how
1: yeah. they
0: should get to their deadline. It's just like, well, you've got to figure it out yourself.
1: Yeah, I was speaking to this um with sophie on the podcast uh, i think it's called big things little things and um, there'll be a podcast out in the next couple of weeks where we dive into this and it's there is no blueprint and the fact that there is no blueprint is so exciting because we get to create it mm. um, but it can feel very alienating very lonely and you can feel like you're almost breaking the rules because no one's telling you the rules um but i think it's important that we understand that this is for us to to create this is for us to make we get to start writing um the future not just for us but for other creatives and for other people who aren't creative for other people who don't want to work in the work culture that we have today they want to do something different and i just think it's really exciting
0: so exciting it's so exciting
1: can i say something else yeah of course i'm sorry i think that oh fuck did it just go oh Mm, i had too many thoughts in my head
0: yeah i think this is why i always really like uni right because uni i think that some people a lot of people thrive at uni and some people don't for the same reason because it's like oh here's here are your assignments you know i'm not going to tell you how to get them done
1: mm, yeah that lack of But it is
0: a little bit more structure so it's not going all the way yeah. and i think some people, sometimes creators find the jump from all the way so that you it's like well at least you know what the question is at yeah. least you know what the topic is at least you can ask your peers how they're doing it <laughs> but it's like it's almost a little bit of training for that yeah. crossover into suddenly it's like well no sorry you're gonna be setting everything you do
1: like mm. all your own hours
0: and even more than if you're if you're just a um sorry just an entrepreneur if you're I didn't mean to say it like that. If you're maybe a more traditional entrepreneur, you know, that's a bit more of a well worn path as well. There, yeah. are, there are more guides. It's, it's it's more similar to the traditional way yeah, of Yeah, or you
1: can like you can kind of wrench entrepreneurship into more traditional ways of working. Yes. Artistry is do. harder.
0: Yeah, and also and as you say, you know, we have more freedom as artists mm. and we have more license to be imagined even how our schedule is set.
1: Yes. I really see um, our role in the wild james (laughs) moving towards making sure that we give support to creatives in terms of learning to self-motivate, learning to take care of themselves, learning how to rest, like, this is what we've been talking about, right, for this whole entire podcast, this is what I'm always talking about, but I'm kind of seeing it in this new lens now, it's like, we, work culture is changing, creatives are at the forefront, how can we make sure these creators um, have the tools to understand their own tempo, understand the way they need to work, understand how to take care of themselves when there's no blueprint, when there's no one looking over their shoulder, like, I really feel like, and I really want to make sure there are, there are lots of people like us, who are, taking care of this new wave of people who are letting go of structures that they've held throughout their whole entire lives and initially and you know it is really hard transition feel incredibly lost because there is no structure there is no blueprint and we've been conditioned to work in these extremely rigid boundaries that are fucking delusional but there's also like this moral like an ethical like Weird insinuation that comes with them, and you know, you should be working like that, you should be doing it like this. And and there's so much to undo, there's so many narratives to unpick and to rewrite. And I just feel like it's really important that we are talking about this, we are being in community about this, and we're yeah, that we're allowing creatives to be supported in in this time.
0: Yeah, because the more this alternative narrative exists, the better it's going to be for everyone's work life, like the less we buy into the corporatization of work the less we buy into traditional structures of work the more freedom we're all going to have to actually work in a pattern that works best for us so yeah. the, more, the more conversations we can have like the more brave we can be you know when someone asks you like i've been asked a few times the other day i was sitting in the gym at 11:30 a.m and someone was like what are you doing like <laughs> how are you here and i was like I could have just lied and been like, oh, no, what, you know, I worked really hard before I came and worked really hard when I got home. But I was just like, you know what? I have modeled my life so that I can be here.
1: Mm.
0: And that's, of course, it comes with immense, from immense privilege. But at the same time, it's like, I have, I'm very deliberately here at the gym at 1130 a.m. Like, yeah. I'm making a deliberate choice not to be um,
1: Working. convincing
0: myself that I must work between nine and five, you know? Yeah. I'll do my work when it needs to be done later. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm. I'd rather be at the gym right now. It's going to serve me better. It's going to mm. be. I know it's going to be better for my schedule. It's going to be better for my rhythm. Like, why would I disrupt that? And the more you can have that honest conversation with people, the more they can go. And and the person I was talking to was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Like, I think you know. Yeah. It, it was a scary thing to say, but I think
1: the more we talk. about it. Usually,
0: I find I get a pretty positive response from it. And if someone gives you a negative response, they're probably a fucking loser. Yeah. Or like, or they're just. You know what we get quite a lot, and I don't
1: mind it actually because. I think it's almost like a transitionary re- um, reaction. Is the um, oh Amos and Jamie don't work? <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah, so much time.
0: Yeah, people always joke that we're retired. Yeah, I'm like, what? I don't understand. It's just because we have freedom to our schedule. Like,
1: but I think they. It's always said playfully. I have to turn your mic
0: down. And it's bothering me
1: okay it's always said playfully and i think we always are like yeah like you know we 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 react warmly to it because i'd I'd rather not you know my initial like defensive response is to be no you know what i actually work really hard and i'm I'm actually really busy right now but that's not the response that this world needs that's not the response that this i'm going to just keep calling a revolution of work needs you know yeah we don't need to be defending our busyness. We don't need to be. Oh no, actually I do work really hard. Like so when we do get the shit. This is mostly at the gym, right? Cuz we go to the gym at a bizarre times well, and we and have a bu- we have a great Taipei. community they're there. they're all Taipei. It's like Yeah, they have.
0: They I think it across the gym is the most Taipei place you can possibly. <laughs> one of the most Taipei, maybe an investment bank would be more Taipei. Yeah, but like yeah. that's it's on that kind of level. It's like We're very countercultural, I think. Yeah. To a lot of it. Yeah. And, and
1: you've got to, um, so the more that we own it and sometimes that, yeah, that means playing up to it. and. The more this idea around work is kind of, you know, it's softened, like it's not such a a sensitive topic. It's not, you know, yeah, we know we do have a lot of time. We've intentionally created this beautiful life for us so that we can be here. And afterwards we are gonna go for coffee and you can join us if you want. Like Mm. having that more open heart, less defensive heart and welcoming in this new era of we work when we need to work. We get to rest when we want to rest. We are designing our lives so that we can feel whole and full as humans, like that needs to be witnessed yeah. And I want to be witnessed in it. Because I think the thing
0: about the way we work is that we work intuitively according to our needs and according to our bodies, listening to our bodies. Like, so obviously we're not always perfect, but no. we get everything done that we need to get done we do. on time, if yeah. not early, by essentially intuiting, being efficient, intuitive workers, yeah. not grinders or hustlers. Or um, I mean, of course, sometimes we don't want to do what we have to do like today, as often is the case. I didn't want to do the podcast. Um, and be- not because I don't love doing the podcast, but because I didn't really feel like it. But we did, you know. It's Thursday, so we kind of did have to do it. So that's maybe an exception. But most of the- most of the week and most of our tasks, we essentially do as we please, and and it's ne- we never fall behind. Yeah. I mean, because we, we, we just listen. don't. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also, because we love what we do. And I think that's a really big part of it as well. It's like, we love this work. And mm. like, what a fucking, you know, I just want this for everyone. Like, mm. and I think, from the very beginning of this journey with me, like, yeah, it was hugely about art, it was hugely about creativity, but it was also hugely about work and how desperately I just believe that we deserve to get to do the things that we love. Mm. And for so long, I held on to so much guilt, because I wanted to do the stuff that I love. And I was like, why would I deserve that? Why do I think I'm ex- exempt from, from this world where most people fucking hate their jobs? And you know, and I just felt this like such a strong urge i was like this work culture is bullshit i don't want Mm. to fucking be a part of it i just want to create my art and like this is this is like at the core of so much of my work i want you to do what you love i want you to have time to rest i want you to be able to organize the day in the way that you want to organize your day i want this for you and i believe that it is possible and it is more possible by the day we just have to make sure that we are making sure that there's no shame around it for us making sure that we feel supported as we chase it making sure that the stories that we have around busyness and hustle don't you know suck us in and make the transition really painful because i think the risk here the risk at this transition from a different work culture is that we just take all of the industrialism that we've had and force it upon our creativity which is something that i've done regularly and i still battle with we take the nine-to-five culture we take the grind we take all the capitalist narratives and we force it onto our creative practice and then we have this kind of like yeah new work life where a lot more people are working for themselves a lot more people are creating art but they're not as happy still and i still i see this a lot sorry i'm just like really going for it it's fine um, I see it a lot, like creatives who have chosen to, I see it on TikTok a lot, actually. Entrepreneurs and creatives who are doing it alone, you know, they're making money, they're doing a great job, but they want to, they like to throw a light on it that's like, this is worse than work at uh, mm. a nine to five. You know, there's that joke around like, oh, enjoying that I have to w- uh, oh, yeah, work I came nine, my to, nine five to five. And now I work now 24, 24 seven. seven. It's like, well, that's a fucking joke. And, and honestly, it's on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? And And we need to redesign that and but it's but i mean i don't know if i'm putting too much personal responsibility on it here because i understand we live in a difficult world and capitalism in some ways does you know it's difficult being working for yourself is difficult but it you have the opportunity now to make the rules and to understand how you work and the fact that you're working 24 7 is not and it's not to be proud of and it often feels like these tiktoks are kind of proud of themselves for it and i hate it and i feel like it's a response to oh my god i broke all the rules so now i have to be like hustling and Mm really busy to prove myself that i'm worthy even though i broke the rules and i don't do the regular work anymore
0: it's so true you know as i was as i was saying earlier when we talk to our friends when we talk to people we meet on the street there's that there is that urge to like try and not seem like we're going too far against the system like try and pretend that we're still when we're okay we're safe like you don't have to like it's almost like i don't want people to be jealous and feel bad
1: yeah (laughs) i think
0: you know when i talk to my friends and i almost hide i have i feel like they ask me about my work week and I feel like I have to add in a bit of adversity or something <laughs> yeah, so I can, yeah, like, yeah. otherwise I feel like, oh, they're going to feel too bad about themselves or something. It's
1: something like that or, or like I get the, it's, I get the response of, oh, I they're going to think, oh, she gets it so easy or she doesn't deserve yes, that. Yeah. Like that's kind of the narrative that comes to me. Like, I want to seem like I'm kind of hustling a bit because I don't deserve to have had a fucking fantastic week where I did all that I loved and I rested and I did, you know, served my body and just felt fucking amazing.
0: Mm. I mean, the the joke people make about us being retired is true because if if retirement is that you just, if it's nothing to do with making money, if it's just you do what you want when you want, we are retired, essentially. (laughs) It just happens to be that because the work we're doing is what we want to be doing. And then we also have our hobbies, which are what we want to be doing too. Yeah. And it's like, and that is what a great, I mean, that's what we should be striving for, not not to make a million dollars or.
1: And then bitch out, uh, uh, not bitch out. well, Well, you know. (laughs) i didn't mean to make retirement sound like bitching out but yeah not till they get to like a finish line and then
0: or even coaches who are like you know look at me i made a million dollars in my you know second year of coaching and now that's amazing that's what you should be striving for it's like well how about we talk about what your lifestyle was Mm. how about we talk about what your work schedule was how about we talk about how sustainable that is you know did you you, you make a million dollars once but you just burned all your bridges because you were like too busy hustling to really focus on fostering a good environment for the people who are buying your products or, mm. um, or actually making good art or actually giving yourself time to rejuvenate and actually have the, the longevity to make it yeah. for a long time.
1: I want to talk about retirement. Like we're, we're seeing now like people retiring later and later because they just don't have the money to stop working. Mm. and I. But I think there's an interesting shift now in like, you know, what's going to happen for these creatives in retirement? Like, are we going to want to retire? Like, you know, mm. I, we see now so many retired-aged people, absolutely, like, I think it's, like, the most risky time for male suicide yeah. is in retirement. Like, they... We're losing meaning because our job has been so attached to who it is we are, and we're lost. And uh, so, what's going to happen now if if we have a transition into you know more creatively led, individually led work? And then, what how what will retirement look like? Or will retirement kind of not become a sensation, or it's a more like we shift how we want to work? Like, because work is now not a dirty word. Work mm-hmm. is like how we contribute to society. Um, And so it's, you know, maybe we slow down, maybe we change our work, you know, and which it should happen as we, you know, ebb and flow over time and get older. Um, But I'm interested in how retirement's going to look if we can nail this transition in a beautiful way that serves creatives.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, the goal would be to already be living retirement. As I said, as we are now, like I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't have any, I wouldn't want to change my lifestyle really. Yeah. At all. Okay, that can be that computer yeah, can go like off. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to change my lifestyle, I guess. Um, and I do think that um, I, I don't like to talk about financial situation in forty years time because I just think that the world's going to change so much between now and then. Like, we could be living on Mars. You know, we could have someone could have invented free, abundant energy and food by then. Like, I think it's just it's we could have a UBI. To, we could have a UBI. We could have. There could be you know, so- society could collapse. It could be anything from Total utopia, total dystopia. So much that, you know, the difference between now and 40 years ago is so vast. And the difference is going to be exponentially more vast again. Yeah. Between us now and 40 years time. So I think it's just like, live the life you want to be living now. Yeah. Um,
1: and adapt as it comes at you.
0: Obviously, like, I'm, a, I'm really in favor of investing anyway, just because I think it's a good thing to do. So I, I think, like, I don't invest for our retirement. I invest because I think you should be investing a little bit of your money into shares and maybe crypto but probably not crypto don't invest in crypto or do this is very confusing
1: financial advice it's not financial advice
0: oh definitely not financial advice yeah
1: it's really Um, interesting not
0: because i think we know anything about retirement like the stock market might not even exist or you Mm. know people might not be allowed to own property in 40 years time (laughs) like there's all sorts of anyway anyway that's kind of a different rant but it it um, is
1: i can see that you want to take it there but maybe it's for another podcast yeah
0: for sure for sure. But you know, the bottom line is that we as creatives just should abandon traditional work ideas. Abandon it.
1: Yeah. It should be like
0: Don't even think an like try abandonment. And, try and forget anything you know about traditional work life. Yeah. And,
1: tr- I know that like when the, in, when the guilt comes in and the shame comes in because these programs are fucking like they're heavy within us, you know, like this has been instilled within us from a very young age. Know when that shame and that guilt and that like resistance comes in that you are making profound impact in the world by rejecting work culture and by rejecting the industrialist way of working. Like, you are at the forefront of an incredible revolution and it's so important that you start intuitively looking at how you work mm. and and talking about it and, you know, enacting it and letting people witness you in it.
0: You know, Amy and I sound pretty smug about our day-to-day, but that's, you know, that came from essentially wild experimentation.
1: It came from a lot of pain as well. Yeah. Me more than James. Mm. I, um, James is... I'm a chiller he wasn't as programmed as me um, it's with I'm... the industrialist thing.
0: Yeah. I feel like Jewish I feel like Jewish culture helps. Yeah. I don't know if that's a true of all, but I feel like my family was very, was very just like, well, are you finishing your assignment? Then I don't care what you're doing. I don't know how much, I don't care how many video games you're playing. If you're finishing your uni work or like your school work.
1: But you had, um, interestingly, like uh, you had quite a big pressure on education though, didn't just you? Just to do well. Mm.
0: But the means by which I did were up to me.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, James is not as heavily programmed design. I'm still I'm doing this programming, and, and I think I'll be do, doing i doing it for like some time to come. I really hope to get to a kind of an end to it eventually, but I definitely am still managing it. Um, I don't know where I was headed with this. You distracted me.
0: I'm really sorry. I was just playing around with our uh, mics as, as usual.
1: As per usual. Sh- yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm a fuckwit. Um, just how much pain there was in you in the transition. Oh, like, yeah. Do you tried you to work nine to five for so long. like I, think- I
1: hated myself. And, you know, still to this day, like, we're watching TV in the middle of the day and, like, my sister will pop in and, like, the speed in which my body will get me up to make it look like I was working. Mm, yeah. <laughs> is so dumb like yeah. there's that leftover industrialist guilt you know and i'm still moving through that but like let it be known that i was T V in the middle of the day
0: yeah and i think you know you have to radically experiment with what works for you like experiment with long sabbaticals you know experiment with not starting work till 5 p.m mm. experiment with starting work at 7 a.m like yeah experiment with taking a six-hour break in the middle of the day experiment with um, working on Saturday and Sunday and not working Monday to Friday. Oh,
1: I love that one. Or
0: something. Um, just things like that. You don't know, like, what's going to work for you. I, th- I think don't yeah. be afraid to play around. Yeah. Um, especially if you are lucky enough to have a creative job or, or you know, or if you're someone who likes to create on the side, experiment with when that works for you. Mm. Uh, experiment with how often you do it. Experiment with when you do it. Uh, yeah. And find what works best in your rhythm. Like, I've really found that 7.30 a.m. in the morning is the best time for me to write. And it's always the best time for me to write. if I miss that window, it's not great.
1: Yeah. I um, had a photo shoot the other day and I was speaking to Sarah, the photographer, who's a full-time photographer. And, you know, she had a completely different work routine. she works best from like one to four. And I was like, Mm. wow, that's really unusual. But like, so she doesn't do anything before then. She has the slowest, most lovely morning
0: yeah it's awesome there
1: are people out here doing this yeah and even if you're not in this stage yet i just want to remind you that this is so possible and this is actually where we're going this is where we're going and it's so exciting and it is time to start envisioning what it can look like for you and it might feel very long far like very far away for you it might feel impossible to you but i'm really going to encourage you to like start looking at just how possible it is and just how exciting it is and just how much you can make an impact in this world in terms of how you work Mm. cool
0: That's so fun. We should definitely more. Oh, this is where I'm headed, guys. Like,
1: this is where I'm headed. Like, I've got a fire within me. Like, it's so important. This conversation is so important.
0: I've even given Amy some economics homework to do.
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: Um, A few. I guess we'd maybe move into some uh, announcements. Some housekeeping. Today, the Sydney. You can now actually. We opened our coaching spots for Amy for Australia slash. We will co- we're doing five coaching sessions in Sydney. Already sold two out of five. Yeah, um, cool. So
1: there's three more spots. I think. I think actually, ones that might have already gone. Okay, so, so there's maybe two, two left. Yeah.
0: Um, and, but similarly in Europe, there are I think five spots left. They're not going. Like the first fifteen went really quickly, and, and we're expecting that we'll have a flurry toward I mean, we were expecting that we wouldn't sell very many at all at start, and most would go close to the date. So we're already very happy with that. But it's um, we think that you know if you, if you got in now, it would be a good time because. Towards the end, there'll be more of a rush for those final yeah. five spots.
1: Also, want to remind you guys: if it's a financial feeling like a financial, like it's a lot financially for you at the moment, uh, you're welcome to bring a friend and to have a, a group session. Yeah. Um,
0: We're not offering the usual financial hardship policy just because obviously it costs us so much fucking money to get over to Europe. Yeah. Um. So we feel like that this is how much we have to charge to make back our trip. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, if you want to bring a friend, that would be a great option. Yeah, bring a friend.
1: Cost. I think I'd be happy to go up to three people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you can definitely do that. Um, you know, and even for the, we, we are offering, like, spend the whole day with us. Um, you could split that with three people if you wanted to do something like that. We could yeah. have a whole day together. That'd be awesome. Okay, my babies, thanks for le- letting us run at you. This conversation is so exciting. Please let us know what you think please let us know any resistance you have to what we think or if you've got some different ideas like as always mm. this conversation needs to be nuanced and we're all so unique and we all have different ideas about it so yeah message us message us okay
0: okay you have to press the um, pause oh. button on the recording because okay. you're closest all right, all yeah, right. this is what happens when you have responsibility okay are you, gonna, are you okay there yeah. okay bye, bye everyone bye.
1: bye peace peace and blessings <sighs> mama me.